0: So we saw last week in the Maral, how we spoke about Ner Mitzvah, why a Mitzvah is compared to a candle. A candle in that a candle only lights, provides its light when it's connected to a wick, which connected to oil. And same thing, the Mitzvah only provides light through the action the person does. The person's body being the holder, his life being the oil, and his nefesh, being the wick which connects the action that he does physically to the spiritual concept which is brought about through that action and that causes that spiritual light so to speak to ignite but we saw that on the other hand the mitzvah is only as strong as the person makes it it's not an absolute in terms of the strength or intensity of the light and it's temporary, it only burns as long as the person is doing the mitzvah, like we saw that in this world, the mitzvah, the like Gemara says, is magna or protects the person by in the daosic way, while he is busy doing it. Now, the Torah is on other hand compared to an R. An R is a light which isn't totally on a source of fuel, it's light in its own right. And therefore, when the Pasuk says, Kiner mitzvah tera we understand that the Torah was a light before people did it or learned it. It's an existential light. And therefore, since it's a light created by Baruch Hu, it's something which is of the ultimate strength. It doesn't depend on how a person learns to the level of the light of the Torah. The Torah's light exists independently because it's coming from Hashem. And therefore, in the middle of the actama of the maral, let's see how he goes on to elaborate and explain to us the concept of the torah. And he says in the second paragraph of Meseches Sita, Zudosh of Benachem Rabbi Yosi, torah akotav is a mitzvah bener, is a torah baor. Like we saw, the mitzvah is compared to a candle, the torah is compared to light. Man ner marry l'fi shav, mitzvah just like a candle, only burns as long as it has fuel. Same thing. The mitzvah only protects the person as long as he's doing it. There's a terrible the Torah is compared to light, 'cause ma'or make the oilam a fatura may la oilam. Ubier is the explains of my real. Kya mitzvah she may se The mitzvah which is what a person does, the ain maisa odam raka idea guf. And therefore it's something which is caused by the physical person, his body, the call gufutachasman. Cashaya duki called up a show guf utakhazman. This is a principle which many other of the early Mephoshim also explained, and that is something physical is something limited by time. And therefore, if a mitzvah of existence is totally is dependent on a person's being Mekayimit, then it's something which is based on people, then it's something which is going to be limited by time. the Torah which the person's body doesn't play a part in. There's not an action in the Torah. If anything, it's the person's ability to understand. And therefore, the Torah isn't based by time. Are we talking about the connection to Torah on the level of a person's mind, which isn't time-based? Now, these two things together, the mitzvah and the Torah, fahim, sa'adam, together, these two, the mitzvah and the Torah, We saw previously that we said a person, it's like as if he's in uh, shielded or enclosed in, in a situation of darkness, which is the physicality of the world we're in and the body he's, which is something physical, and which can provide the light for a person. To know where to go is either the light of the mitzvah, which is like a candle, or the light of the Torah. And that is what brings a person to Akhran, Yana, Ashua Bakashas, Ashua The result of what a person gains through life, and that is, like I said before, in connection to HaKadosh Baruch. So, what provides a person the signposts how to get there is either the mitzvah he's doing or the Torah he's learning. The Morals going to elaborate more on but first he brings the continuation of the pasuk and he says, "Va'amar oid, nederachaim techachas Musa. Nederachaim, the way of life, techachas Musa, is the techocha, the rebuke of Musa. Ratzaloymar, we call makom techochas Musa. What does techochas Musa mean? Em dvarim asheinu mitzvahs Torah. They aren't part of the mitzvahs of Torah. Rak ma she'neisin seichel la'adam min amusarei ma she'neis la'adam v'chayavem niku derachaim." When a person's intelligence, will give him the instruction what to do, or the direction which to follow, that's what's called derech haym. And now we're going to explain the idea of derech the at the entrance to and they were there to prevent idolatration." Returning to the Gan Eden, and but the words of the Torah were to provide the Derech Eitz What does that mean? So it says Nishmar Derech Eitz Chaim, of Dirus Kod Derech Eitz Esatayim. Shnei Nishmar Derech Zederech Eitz Eitz So there were two separate things. The one was to prevent the Marishan going back to the Derech, and that's what he's calling the Derech Chaim in this pasuk, and the second one is the Eitz which is the Torah Why is the Torah called an Aitzachaim? HaChayim? Torah So we're going to explain the Torah first, so well, the Torah is compared to the tree The tree has two parts There's a part of the tree which is the branches and the fruits and the leaves that we see. And there's a part of the tree which are the roots which are buried underground. And as we know, the strength of the tree is based on its roots. Because the stronger the roots are anchored in the ground, the stronger the tree is going to be. And like the apostle says about a tree that is rooted deeply in the ground, all the winds in the world can come and blow it, and they're not going to be able to remove it from its place. And... Whereas the tree which is weak, the roots aren't strong enough, so it can be upturned, it can be uprooted because there's nothing anchoring it in its place. And if that's the case, one wants to see how strong a tree is, one would look to see where's, how strong are its roots. Now, if that's the marshal that we're using. <speaking in Hebrew> So if you're going to talk about the Torah, we're going to see where's, how strong the Torah is, we have to see where's the Torah rooted. In other words, what is connected to. And here's the yusat. That while the Torah is different to the mitzvahs, because like we said, the Torah isn't dependent on people. It's an or in its own right, and in the marshal we're using now, it's like a tree which is rooted by it's a codish It's It comes from Hashem, it's created by Hashem, and therefore its source is Hashem. And if that's the case, it's rooted in a place where it can't be uprooted. And that's an important point to understand. When we see the Torah we have, we have the branches. We have the Helek of the Torah, which, is the, which, we have, can, which we can gain from and learn from and taste as if it were here. We protect it by here. We have the branches, the leaves, the fruit of the Torah. Whereas the roots of the Torah, where it's rooted in, where it's sourced from, is HaKadosh Baruch And if that's the case... That's something which can't be uprooted because it's, it's held strength in place by Hashem. As if if it would be the opposite for example. If a toe would be rooted by us, there would be theoretically possible to uproot it. But if the Torah is rooted by, by Baruch Hu, then it becomes something which is unmovable. Yeah, Adama, just like a tree, sprouts from where it's planted, which is in the ground. Same thing. The Torah comes from the Shemaim, from Baruch from a level of ruchnias, And therefore, The entire world won't be able to move the Torah at all, because they can't get to the roots. They can attack the branches maybe, they can ruin the fruit, but they can't uproot the Torah. Because the Torah is rooted in a place which is beyond where people can reach. It is rooted by Hashem. When Shlomo disregarded the mitzvah of the Torah, not to have too many wives as a king, that the Torah went up to Shemayim, and said, said, If Shlomo is going to disregards a certain prat in the Torah so then it makes the Torah something which can be disregarded A thousand Shlemahs can be destroyed and uh, one letter of the Torah won't change and that's the same you said. No one doesn't mean the goyim, even people of great stature like Shlemah Melech and even a thousand Shlemah Melechs can't change a letter in the Torah when the Torah is rooted in, is in a place which is higher than the reach where people can reach. And that's what makes the terror something which is going to exist forever. Now, all the four superpowers, the four civilizations which will rule the world, which are connected the four directions of the world, Israel will come and try and uproot the Torah from Israel, through their decrees against us, or against the Torah, as they try to do, they wouldn't be able to do that. They don't have the ability with their decrees to uproot the Torah, because the, the the Torah, like we said, they can cut down branches, and maybe can destroy fruit, but the Torah is rooted in a place which is higher than they can reach. And therefore, and therefore, that's what the Torah is called in Aitzakhaim. It's a tree which is connected to the Sharish of Chaim for its own right. The Torah is nitkhi. And Not that the Torah is temporary or can be cancelled or stopped. But and we're going to explain. There's a, the first point that the Torah is something which is since it's something which is rooted by Baruch Hu. It can't be uprooted. A mitzvah which is dependent on Klai fulfilling it. So theoretically, the goyim could make zeros to prevent us giving mitzvahs. But they can't uproot the Torah. And now there's another point here to think about also. There's another famous passage which refers to the Torah as Eitzchayim. And that is Eitzchayim Yile Machazikim Ba. No, we're not talking about the Torah itself as being Eitzchayim. But what the Torah provides for those who hold on to it, it becomes a tree of life for those who hold it. Which means, being as a Torah is rooted by HaKadosh Baruch and therefore it has its own intrinsic life. It's something which can't be cancelled, which can't be uprooted. Now the second point is, that there's the ability for people to connect to Torah too. And a person who connects to Torah has that same koyach of life by connecting to Torah he gets from the life of the Torah that's a tremendous Kiddush that uh, even though a person isn't rooted in Torah as it were but by connecting to Torah so then he's now connected to that Sheresh, that root that connection to the Chaim which the Torah provides and that applies to a person too and therefore the Kipasuk says also talking about the Torah, ki It's life, life to those who connect to it, for those who find it. Because by connecting to the Torah, a person, if it holds tight, is holding on to a sharish which is connected to the Chayim and Yitzchim, it's connected to something which is eternal. This is really the understanding of the Gemara. The Gemara says in service where one of them, the Ramah wanted to be Daresh, that even the mitzvahs get rewards, in the, in the oil of Me'ems, but only comes about through Torah. Only comes about through Torah, not through Mitzvah Why? He's derishah pasuk, and the pasuk says, "Kital The Jew of the Oiris of the of the light is your Jew, on which the Gemara means that Or whoever uses or connects to. The light of Torah, the light of Torah brings them to life. What's the explanation of that? So the, the the depth is like this. Now if we saw beforehand, there's something which is life which has life or a temporary nature. For example, the life Hashem gave to people. The life Hashem gave to people is not permanent. Ever since the Gzaira against Other Maurishan, the people were going to die, so the lifespan of a person is temporary. The morals are going to explain this to us. And he says there's a difference if you ever wondered why the word in the Torah for life is Chaim. Chaim is a plural word. The singular would be chay. When do we use the word Chaim for life and when do we use the word chay for life? So the moral explains. He says that the difference between the two is something which is called chaim in the plural can't end it's not limited just like we saw a spring of living water it's a source of water which doesn't end what we is referring to is the pasuk which speaks about the a river which can be used let's say for the paradoma and it has to be Maim Chaim, living water. What makes something living water? What's alive about water? So the is that in order to be used the paradoma, it has to be water connected to a natural spring. Rainwater, melting snow, or any other kind of water is not good enough. And what's the difference between them? Even though they're all natural sources of water, the difference is is that rainwater, for example, there's no continual flow. In the rainy season, the water will flow and even can form raging currents. But then it can run dry. Same thing, rivers which are based on me- melted snow, whatever other form of uh, water that they're coming from, they're seasonal or well, they're based in situations. Whereas, whereas a water which has a natural spring will continue to flow, always. Like the Novi says about it, you're talking about a source of water which may move name on him. It's reliable that it will always have water there. There's a source which causes the water to flow which isn't dependent on the rainfall or on the climate or on the time of year. And if that's the case, that's called Mayim khayim. It's water which is alive because it's water which is connected to a source of continuity. As, a, and, as opposed to something which is called Chai. Something which is called chai is something which is alive now, but there's no guarantee to the continuation of that life. It's not a permanent source of life. It's something which temporarily happens to be alive. But if something which temporarily happens to be alive, it's something where that life could be removed from. Just like if there's a river which happens to be flowing right now because it's the rainy season. So right now there's flowing water, but that could end. There's no guarantee that this water is going to continue to flow. Whereas water, which has a natural spring, is a continuation. And that's a It's called Chaim, in the plural, because it's not just now, it's going to happen in the future too. And therefore, we talk about something which is Chaim in the Rabbim, we're talking about something which is alive and will continue to be alive. As opposed to something which is chay, which is alive right now, but that's not guaranteed it's going to remain alive. There's temporary life and there's permanent life. Permanent life is something which is going to continue, Temporary life is something which is alive now, but is not necessarily going to remain alive. So, when it's talking about a person, for example, and the Torah says, What should a living person complain? It's an odom Chai. Because a person lives, but a person doesn't live forever. A person lives temporarily. That was the only since the time of Adam That the life a person has is a life which is temporary. Whereas when we talk, the apostle talks about the Lekim Chayim. Hashem as a source of life that's something which is forever and therefore that doesn't mean Chas Chaim is more than one Hashem but the Lashon Chaim is used in the terminology of something which is going to live forever and then the proof to that is when the Torah is spoken by the Eitz Chaim even though the eight is in the Singular it doesn't say Eitz Chaim it says Chaim because Chaim isn't the Rabbim of many things Chaim is the Rabbim of life which means it's a, it's a source of life which is a continual source of life. It's not temporary. The Torah being is, rooted by Barucho, is a source of life which is always going to be a source of life. Another example that Maral brings to prove the same idea, and, and that is that, we, like he says, like we saw before, he happens to be alive now. All of them happen to be alive, but that's not guaranteed to remain that way. A person can lose a a person has life, he can lose that life. which is the Torah, is life, and is a source of constant life, and that's why it's in Rabbi now, when we're going to talk about it instead of being as a noun, rather as an adjective, so we find this difference as well. If something gets the noun of being Chaim, then we, the adjective form, or when you put a conjunction together with something else, it's going to be uh, the contraction of chayim is chay. The contraction of chay, or something which is alive temporarily, is chay. So for example, the Mokom Shneim are the Chai, uh, when you're talking about in terms of Hashem, Chai Hashem, was Hashem of it's the life of Hashem. But when you're talking about something which would take on its own, the word chayim, which is the Rabbim, so when it becomes the adjective, the description, then it becomes Chai. Whereas something which in its in its normal form would be temporary, wouldn't be Chaim. So when it comes together with something else, as negative. It becomes chay. And therefore, for example, the pasuk says, Hashem v'chei nafshucho." So we're talking about Hashem. We're talking about a life of permanence. So we say che, and we're talking about the person. We say something of which is temporary. So it's che. Since the Torah is considered an Eitz Chaim, it means it's something which can't be detached from that source of life. It's something which is intrinsically left. And, The Torah is also a source of life, not just for itself, but to those who hold on to it as well, And the nikkur is is Through the Torah, a person can connect to Hashem. like we saw before. The roots of the Torah are rooted, so to speak, in the world of spirituality by Hashem, and therefore it's connected to the source of life. Therefore, the Torah is an Eitzchayim for those who delve to it, because that way they're connecting to that source of life. too. the Torah is for and now he understand the what of saw before. A person means whose life is temporary. And therefore, the life he's been given, he'll eat. But the idea of triasamesim, the idea of returning to life for a life which will be eternal. So now it needs a life which is going to be connected to a higher source of life. Triasamesim isn't for another temporary life. Triasamesim is to be, come back to life for a life which is permanent. And if that's the case, what's the ability of a person to gain a source of permanence that they'll, they'll connect to a life of of netzach, netzachim, a life which doesn't have a limit, which is unlike the human life here. And that's what it says. We saw before the Torah is compared to an or because the or isn't dependent on people. That's an intrinsic light. It comes from Hashem. Or the Torah is compared to an Eitzchayim because it's the source of everlasting life. When a person connects himself to Torah, so then he connects himself to that source of life, which is something which is permanent. The Gemara says that when Rabbi Lazarus was there, that his reverend, Rabbi told him, He doesn't like that kind of a rasha, because it's condemning a lot of Klai Yisrael, who weren't zeiched to this level of being connected to Torah, not to get Chiyas and Abelazah's answer to the G'murang service is, Mikra ni I'm not saying my own Swara, I'm learning from a Pasuk. Until he found them at Akonam in a Torah. He found an Eitzah for them, too. and the Eitzah for them was, that they can become close to somebody who's learned Torah. Because it seems to pass through connection. And just like a person who holds onto the Eitzah Chaim, is Zaychah to be connected to that source of eternal life, Somebody who connects himself to the Talmud Chachim and therefore he's by extension connecting himself to Chaim, is also Zechev to that life. But is, so it remains the same. And that is the shorish of Tchir Samesim. The shorish of a person being reborn, or I should say recreated, in, for a life which is not bound by time, a life which isn't temporary, that needs connection to Torah. That's the source of life which is permanent. Adam originally was meant to have that kind of a life. After the Chet, he lost it. And the Malachim were put there to prevent him getting back to the Etzachai, getting back to reattaching himself to that Shoresh of life. But when Klai Shul were given the Torah at Har Sinai, this is an important thing to think about now, you're holding just before Shoresh. When Klai Shul were given the Torah at Har Sinai, we were given the chance to reattach to that life, to reattach to a life of permanence. And that's why Hashem offered us when he gave us the Torah. That if you're going to accept the Torah, you're going to attach yourself to something which is beyond what the physical life can provide. You're going to attach yourself to a concept which can give you Chayinetzach. In the explained, Maral himself talks about this in the Sefer in Shavu Israel that the way shall received the Torah was that they all died and that we brought back to life and of course we understand that the intensity of hearing Hashem speak was too strong for them but there was another point to them dying also and that is by coming back to life in Kabbalah the Torah there was being shown to Israel that there was a new life that they were getting by connecting to the Torah and that you saw that the new life they were getting by connecting to the Torah was a connection to the Chai a connection to life which is not limited to, one, to this lifetime only. It's not mukbal. It's not, uh, so to speak, uh, something which is temporary as physical things are. Rather, by getting the Torah that we're coming back to life with a connection to a life which is something eternal. And really, that's what we say. We say, Hashem gave us the Torah and together with us He gave us a concept of Chaya Olam. <laughs> he gave us a connection to a life which is forever. and and that's what we got from the Torah because by connecting to the Torah which is a tree which is connected which is something which is always alive as a source of eternal life then a person has that connection to the eternal life as well they'll be zeiched to that too it's true that not here in this world because over here we still have the life which is temporary as part of the xera of, of the Marishan but we have the ability to connect to that life which will be a life which is eternal. That's the connection to Torah and that's the connection to Hashem, with something which is Chaim, something which is alive. And just to finish the last point, we said before that the water which is needed for the Parah Adoma has to be Mayim Chaim. The Parah Adoma comes to Machapara and the Tumor of Missa. The Tumor of Missa, the Tumor that a person dies, is a Tumor of life which is temporary and comes to an end. And therefore, one of the ingredients needed to of a person is a connection to something which doesn't have an end. A connection to maim chayim. Water, in the sense which is alive forever. It's not something which is going to end. And the Torah is matara too. Not in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. Because the connection to Torah is also a connection to something which isn't physical. It's a connection to a source of life which is permanent. But by connecting to the Torah, a person connects himself and gives himself an ability to live a life which is high, which isn't physical, isn't limited, but it's something which lasts forever.